Hey everybody, Matt Hardman here with another episode of the Race Nerd Podcast, and it is October. Shocktober, if you're from uh, the New York area, and remember the old uh, WPIX uh, uh, things that would go on in the month, um, way back in the day. Uh, anyway, um, before we get to everything that we want to talk about, because we have a lot of racing at the Roll Vault, we have a rivalry uh, that is, I think, hopefully hit its crescendo, although I don't think so. And a lot of announcements that have come out. But before we get to all that, I want to take a minute and give you this week's pop quiz notes. This week's pop quiz notes is, in 1989, 32 years ago, uh, this blockbuster film was featured on Dale Jarrett's Hardy's car in the fall Charlotte race. Um, can you name the blockbuster film that was featured on Dale Jarrett's Hardy's Pontiac uh, for the Charlotte Cup race? Answer at the end of the show. Well, I'll give you a moment to ponder that because I'm still pondering this whole roll and uh, playoff picture because there is a lot to talk about and we don't even get to the announcements yet um, and this was pretty much an insane weekend uh, AJ Allmendinger won the Xfinity race uh, which shouldn't come as a surprise uh, this is his third race there in a row and it also makes him the winningest driver on road courses in Xfinity series history and this is a history that goes back to 1982. Uh, so this is, that's pretty impressive, especially in the short period of time that he has been with um, the uh, the Colleg Racing Group. Uh, so he's definitely a contender. Um, actually, I believe he has finally taken back the points lead from... Uh, Austin Sindrick, another really good road course driver. So it's going to be very interesting seeing that go through. Um, we move on to the cup race, which is going to have a lot of people talking for a lot of reasons. Uh, first, you have Kyle Larson and Alex Bowman with battery issues. Uh, both of them were able to get uh, their cars sorted out. Uh, Larson would pick up the win. His seventh win of the season, his third on road courses this year. Pretty damn impressive. Um, Bowman would finish in the top ten, and but would be eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, you have that story. You have Tyler Reddick, who is battling for his first career cup win. You know, and that would have been something. You know, a week after Bubba Wallace wins, you know, another first-time winner. But that wasn't to be... Uh, you had uh, other stories like Denny Hamlin, who was strong late in the race, starting from the pole, uh, would fall back to fifth. Uh, Kyle Busch, who um, really has not had very stellar finishes here, had you know no finish better than 33rd. That was his average. Um, I think his highest finish was 30th at the Roval. Um, would come back and finish fourth. Uh, but the story that a lot of people are going to be talking about is Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott's feud that has gone back from uh, the race at Bristol where uh, Elliott and Harvick would have issues and 
he would slow Harvick up, allowing Kyle Larson to pick up the win there. Uh, well, this continued. Uh, Harvick had uh, gotten into Elliott and had dumped him, causing uh, major damage into the rear end. Uh, Elliott was still able to keep the car up to speed and uh, was actually hunting for Harvick through the race, was planning on paying the favor. Uh, problem is, Harvick, uh, kinda, karma kind of bit him. As he was trying to keep ahead of Elliott uh, with 11 laps to go, uh, missed, a, missed a braking spot and ended up in the turn one wall. Uh, turn one of the road course, not to be confused with turn one of the Charlotte Motor Speedway Oval, and took himself out, um, and essentially took himself out of the playoffs with this wreck. Um, you know, and uh, I I think that this could have been avoided. You know, I don't. You know, I I can't say whether there was. Uh, Officially, without like fully going back and watching the replays, officially intentional, it probably was, but I can't officially say. But I do know that Elliot, uh, with his spotter and his crew chief, were t talking about um, repaying Harvick uh, later in the race and dumping him into the wall. Uh, unfortunately, Karma got to him before Elliot did, and I think that this was a situation where. Uh, Kevin Harvick, you know, he he likes to get into other drivers' heads uh, with some of his words and his mind games, but I think he just went into it, uh, into his own head, and caused him a round in the playoffs. Uh, by no means this rivalry is over. Uh, we've seen this before. Harvick's really got nothing to lose this year, so there could possibly be more payback coming later on. Um, but anyway, uh, you would have eight drivers advance and three that would, or four that would miss the playoffs. Harvick, uh, Alex Bowman, who would have a battery issue, still come back to finish 10th. Uh, William Byron, who needed a really strong run and was having it and was on the cusp of making the playoffs, um, before making contact with the wall and, uh, Christopher Bell, who uh, would have some issues in the race despite starting up towards the front. Uh, those four drivers will not be competing for the Cup Championship this year. Uh, your Cup Champion round of eight looks like this. Uh, Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr. Those four, along with Ryan Blaney. Uh, Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, who was having all sorts of issues during the race, um, would uh, spin a couple of times, and, uh, drawing a blank, hold on, I'm trying to see who the, uh, Chase Elliott, sorry, um, I forgot, <laughs> forgot about Elliott there for a second, just with all the stuff with the rivalry, uh, so, with that said, we move on next week uh, to, I believe it's Martinsville. Um, 
next week's race will be at Texas Motor Speedway. Martinsville will be in two weeks. Uh, Texas is a strong track for drivers like Harvick and Larson and even Ryan Blaney. Uh, so this is going to be very, very interesting. Uh, those drivers missing the cutoff really have nothing to lose, but it would be fun to kind of kind of see how they are. Um, the Xfinity Series will compete there uh, next weekend as well, next Saturday on the 16th, uh, with um, the round of eight with Almendinger, Sindrick, uh, Justin Allgaier, Noah Gregson, Daniel Hemrick, Justin Haley, Harrison Burton, and Brendan Jones um, in their round of the eight. Uh, so, we have all that. We have a whole bunch of um, news coming out. You know, new teams announced, um, partnerships announced. Uh, we have a couple of drivers leaving. Uh, one will be leaving the sport full-time, and one will be leaving their championship caliber team. Uh, first to start uh, is the announcement, which I, I think had been a... a semi-poorly kept secret, and that is Gallagher Motorsports, uh, the team owned by Allegiant Air founder, I apologize for the speaker there, uh, Allegiant Air founder Maurice Gallagher. Uh, he will be moving his uh, GMS racing team to the Cup Series uh, with um, Ty Dillon, um, grandson of Richard Childress, uh, brother of Cup Series regular, uh, Austin Dillon. Ty will be returning full-time to the Cup Series uh, with uh, GMS and driving the number 94 car. Uh, no sponsorship announcement has been made for the team, and they um, right now they are still in search of a charter, but if they, do, if they are not able to uh, acquire a charter, they will be running an open, um, uh, as an open car. Uh, much like the way um, Ryan Priest has run this year. And and Priest, I will say, has done pretty successful uh, in that aspect. Uh, a team that had no charter, uh, wasn't locked into all the races, and somehow has made all all the races, and not only that, but has, has run high enough, better than most of the teams with charters. Uh, so, we have that announcement. We also have the announcement that Rick Ware Racing, uh, one of those backmarker teams with multiple charters, uh, has announced a technical alliance and partnership with Stuart Haas Racing uh, for their next-gen cars. Um, Rick Ware Racing, which has been competing in pretty much every racing series you can imagine this year, from uh, NASCAR's Cup Series to IndyCar, to um, NASCAR's Canadian Tour Series, the Pinty Series, where they picked up their first ever um, team win um, with Andrew Ranger earlier this year. Uh, they, uh, they will be joining this, and uh, presumably with a three-car team instead of a full four-car, as uh, they're one of the rumored... Um, teams that will give up or sell a charter to um, to the 2311 team, the Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan team, uh, for Kurt Busch in their second car. 
um, but SHR and RWR, uh, Rick Ware Racing and Stuart Haas Racing, uh, they're going to be partnering up with Ford, and uh, I think this is going to be a very interesting partnership because Rick Ware Racing has shown a little bit of improvement this year, um, in particular with Josh Balicki, uh, one of their drivers, and I think he's going to be locked in with that team uh, going forward uh, as he brings uh, sponsorship from uh, Insurance King. Uh, uh, and they have, they certainly have, I will say, Balicki and Insurance King certainly have some of the best paint schemes out there. Uh, Balicki, definitely, uh, with some of his cars. Uh, I know last week he ran uh, a Junction Fuels uh, Ford Thunderbird, uh, but it was painted up like uh, the Firebird from Smokey and the Bandit, the Trans Am. Uh, so, uh, and this week they were celebrating the 20th anniversary of Insurance King. So I definitely think uh, that's going to be something. And I know Balicki has got talent, and I think it's just the right amount of equipment to put under him. Uh, no other announcements have been made involving um, Rick Ware's plans for next season other than this. Um Another announcement that came out, and this one, I, to me, kind of came out of left field, and that is the fact that uh, a new team will be forming, uh, Team Heisenberg, um, powered by the Reum brothers, the Reum brothers, Josh Reum, um, being the 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 big part of this, uh, will be. Uh, will be competing next year in a part-time effort uh, with Lors Heisman and Jacques Villeneuve, um, former Indy 500 winner and F1 champion, will be uh, competing on a partial season with many road, with many of the races being on road courses and a couple of short tracks. Um, you know, if you're if you're been around uh, racing and a race fan for a long time, you know Jacques Villeneuve is a, a very talented driver, a very mercurial driver, but a very talented driver. Um, you know, and this isn't his first hand in NASCAR. You know, he came over uh, back around 2007, 2008 uh, with Bill Davis Racing and would compete in the Xfinity Series. Uh, most notably at the road races in Montreal with uh, Roger Penske and all. So this this was is not a surprise, but Lars Heidman I did not know about. Uh, he is a former NASCAR Wheelin Euro Series champion, uh, NASCAR's European uh, branch. Um, he he's already competed in a, a couple of um, a couple of Xfinity races this year. And um, they will be doing part-time, looking at a full-time deal. Uh, the team is will be owned, will be partially owned um, by Loris Heisman and the um, and a mystery, uh, not a mystery partner, Ernest Berg um, is the financial partner, um, but. Uh, Lors's father and 
Ernest Berg, along with the Reum brothers, who will be setting up the team, uh, helping it transition into a full-time Cup Series effort. Uh, will be they'll be competing um, in the in 2022. I apologize. Sorry, I'm kind of rambling right here because um, I'm trying to get all the information. I'm I'm not familiar with this. Uh, they are in talks of um, trying, you know, trying to get support from Toyota as they've already purchased a lot of Toyota equipment. But I found it very interesting um, that they that they would be running a next-gen car with Toyota. But um, in their press release and in their unveiling of this new team, they'd be running with Ford. Kind of kind of shows that maybe they don't have all their ducks in a row for 2022 on a manufacturer. Um, but you know, they're leaning towards, uh, Toyota, but they haven't hedged all their bets in that they will get into Toyota's program. Uh, they'll also be running as an open car next year. So this could be very interesting for a lot of teams coming into the sport. Uh, some with, may come with charters, some may come without. Um, so um, moving on to some of NASCAR's other series, uh, another announcement that was made over the weekend is that Sheldon Creed, who I, I previously said will be moving to Richard Childress Racing for 2022 and will drive their number two car um, that's currently driven by Myatt Snyder. Um, he will be moving to the RCR in the two-car with full-time sponsorship from Whalen. Yes, the same company that sponsors the Euro Series. Uh, they will be sponsoring um, Creed for all 33 races. And it's not often that you see a sponsor that will jump on for a full season nowadays. Um, but Whalen, uh, emergency equipment, they are the company behind the lights and sirens that you see in um, emergency vehicles, uh, they will be sponsoring um, the RCR2 with Sheldon Creed. And I'm actually kind of excited for Sheldon Creed. He is uh, a, a former truck series champion. Uh, he was one of the early stars of Robbie Gordon's um, uh, super truck series. Uh, I believe he was either the first or the second um champion in that series uh and i've been watching his progress through the nascar ranks after leaving that series and this is a big step up for him uh, obviously richard children's racing and wheel and engineering have a lot of uh, faith in him uh so um we also had the announcement and this is kind of gone official that uh, due to injuries and just other things, um, Michael Annette will be leaving Junior Motorsports and, and leaving full-time NASCAR racing. Uh, he hasn't closed the door, but uh, he will be leaving full-time NASCAR series racing at the end of 2021. Um, presumably, this opens up a spot for... Uh, the junior motorsports team to actually have a full-time ride for Josh Berry, who has won two races for the team this year and has been competing uh, 
in a in a lot of different series and uh, between Xfinity and trucks and actually made his first official cup start not too long ago. Uh, the elite model standout was shifted out of uh, the number eight car for Sam Mayer. And uh, to be honest, Mayer's results, you know, while he is still very young, he just turned 18, his results are pale in comparison to what Barry has done in uh, the same team. You know, considering both of them basically are rookies. Um, Barry was able to pick up a win at Las Vegas and um, earlier in the year uh, pick up a win for uh, the eight team of Junior Motorsports at Martinsville. Um, so this could be a very big career-defining spot. Hopefully we'll continue seeing a lot of the sponsors that have followed Annette through. Uh, like uh, Pilot and Flying J Truck Stops uh, continue on because I think that Barry pretty much did them a solid by winning at Las Vegas in that number one car with the Pilot Flying J sponsorship. Um, another announcement that was made was Austin Hill. Uh, it is official. He will be leaving at the end of the season. He will be leaving Hattatory Racing Enterprises, the Shideki Hattatory truck team. Um, and they are currently searching for a new driver. Hill will be searching for a new team. And one of the interesting uh, things that have been thrown out there is, will Austin Hill move over to uh, GMS Racing to the seat that Sheldon Creed uh, has vacated to move up to the Xfinity Series. Uh, that is a strong possibility as uh, Hill definitely has the talent. I mean, he is a former, he's won multiple times on the Truck Series. He has been a playoff contender for his three years with um, Hattatory Racing taking over the seat after uh, Brad Moffitt had left, um, and Moffitt was able to give the team their, so far, their only championship in the truck series. So, uh, it's very interesting on where that can lay out. Who will be in the Hattatory truck next year? Will be, will be interesting. Um, I know that somebody had thrown around the rumor that, uh, drivers like, um, Ryan Truex, a former driver for the team could be going there other drivers um current drivers on the circuit uh like a tate fogelman uh who won at um at talladega him or teammate um spencer boyd could end up there i know that there was Rumors of Boyd heading there. Um, he's been competing in both the Xfinity and Truck Series this year. And really, you know, I, I think he's limited by the equipment he has at Young's Motorsports. Um, so we, you never know where who can end up where. I think it all takes place on sponsorship and whatnot. And I know Boyd brings a lot of sponsorship. So it could be very interesting. Um... Another announcement, um, I, I did see this somewhere, and um, forgive me if I'm wrong, uh, 
Uh, but there is the announcement that um, Jimmy Johnson, well, this wasn't an announcement, this is a rumor, I take this back. Uh, Jimmy Johnson has been approached by multiple NASCAR teams to, to return to stock car racing. Um, he's, he kind of shot down the rumors by saying his focus is on trying to make the Indy 500 next year. He, he and Roman Grosjean, uh, who will be competing for Andretti Motorsport next year, moving over from Dale, um, Dale Coyne Racing with Rick Ware Racing. Um, he'll be moving on from that team to Andretti. While uh, it's presumably possible that Jimmy Johnson may compete a full season in IndyCar next year, uh, a lot of a lot of things have been thrown out there. Uh, there is that possibility that we may see seven time back in a NASCAR car, but you know I'm not holding my breath on it. Um, but I just it would be very interesting. It'd be very interesting on how that happens. Could we see? Uh, a part-time Junior Motorsports Cup entry next year with Jimmy Johnson behind the wheel. Never say never. They were teammates at uh, Hendrick Motorsports for many years, and and they are good friends off the track uh, for many, 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 many years before that. So nothing's out of the realm of reason when it comes to auto racing. Uh, as I said, we have Texas next week. IndyCar season's wrapped up, and they're already doing IndyCar orientation uh, for the rookies for next year uh, with Grosjean and and uh, Johnson. So the season never sleeps. It's going to be very interesting because we we have yet to see where Brad Keselowski falls uh, and whatnot. Um, actually, I was at one point uh, when I was watching the highlights. Uh, before I knew what would happen, before I found the results, uh, I was thinking Kozlowski would have been eliminated, which could have set up the possibility of him uh, moving to Roush Fenway, uh, Kozlowski racing a lot sooner than the beginning of the 2022 season. Um, so, with that said, uh, I... Uh, there really isn't a whole lot to cover. I think I just kind of gave you the synopsis of this week. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not very enlightening tonight. It is actually very early on uh, a Monday morning, so I apologize for not for being a little long-winded. It's been a very long weekend, so um, thank you for tuning in and. Um, I know that this weekend was the final race of the season for my home track, but hopefully, hopefully you guys in 2022 or you guys who still have races going on around you, go and check out your, your local track, support them because unfortunately, you know, much like Beach Ridge Speedway, uh, one of the biggest speedways here in Maine, um, they are shutting down and they will no longer have racing. Uh, so support it. Support your local racing because um, without it, you won't you won't have stars um, that make it to these top series without local tracks um, to cut their teeth on. 
so with that said, I am Matt Hardman. This is the Race Nerd Podcast. I hope you enjoy, and I will see you at the track.